Groovy. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Knife Party Podcast, where we leave it all on the cutting room floor. I'm, of course, your illustrious host, Zach Evergreen. Joining with me today is, of course, my part-time partner in crime. That would be Antonius Montana. Oh, hello. Yes. Well, we all have a little wrestling bug because of what we've been doing, so. Let that be games again. And also on my The Right Corner my second favorite Patreon, and that would be H1N1 Zombie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just uh, got. Today's knife is a really large kitchen knife. It's kind of holding and screaming, no. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> How about. Oh, oh, no. Please don't. Oh, we got she a was so polite about <laughs> We got a lot to talk about today. So um, I'm surprised we went. Uh, 90 episodes in, and um, or whatever, I, we're almost at 100. Like, yeah. I, I just don't even know where we're at right now until they actually tell me the exact number. I could count, but I, fuck that. Um, <laughs> but uh, 90th review, just about. Uh, I'm de- depending on how I order these. Like, for instance, I wanted Pee Wee to be episode 86 because it came out in 86, right? I want Batman 89 to be 89 because it came out in 89. Uh, Shining uh, came out in 1980, so there's no way we're going to be able to do that. Um, but. <laughs> We are doing The Shining, and of course, we're doing the real one, not the Stephen King one. I'll explain. And uh, we can't just review the movie. I mean, we're going to, but there's so many fucking threads to this movie, and I know you all have probably seen them. There's a whole documentary. Let me adjust this. Sorry about that. There's a whole documentary you could watch called Room 237, and... While some of their theories are cool, a lot of them are very crackpotty or just like stoner, like, whoa, dude, you know what I just realized? The moon is 237,000 miles away from Earth, dude. And if you mix up the word room 237, it means moon room. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've actually heard somebody say that. And I'm like, what? I, I don't doubt it. Yeah. So we're going to go in heavy, a deep dive on what the fuck is The Shining really about and what's going on. And then we'll go over the movie itself and tell our thoughts about it. So, again, this is the, I'm not going to say the making of, but this has to be in two parts. It just does. It, or yeah. else we'll be here for like four fucking hours, right? <laughs> Hopefully I'll get you guys and out. you'll be right there with us. Hopefully I can get you guys out before midnight as we would tape. It's 8.30 p.m. right now. Bitch, if you want, Zach, I've enjoyed the time we've spent together as a family. There you go. What? Okay. <laughs> okay. Nope. There's no ghosts here. Okay. Well. No. <laughs> so, uh, real quick with plugs, thank you to all of our Patreons. Uh, Patreon.com slash KnifePartyPod. For only $1, you can join the party, and you get episodes early and often. And soon enough, you'll be getting two episodes a week, where the normal feed will only be getting one. With Knife Party After Dark, that's coming, uh, come season two. For After the- Dark. 
okay, if you want it, <laughs> if you want to, if you oh, want, I can't do it. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll all do it like at the same time, like after time. <laughs> We're not doing it. It's not an ASMR channel. <laughs> and uh, also for the, um, I got five kids to feed. You get uh, episodes of Slime Radio and our show, The Knife Party. Uh, sorry, um, the show, uh, uh, the Power Glove Podcast, which is currently on the one dollar, but it's going to switch over as soon as. The after uh, after dark shows up, so that way everyone gets a tier benefit, right? Also, with the five dollars, send me an email at uh, at knifepartypod at yahoo.com. Of course, uh, read any questions, comments, complaints, or criticisms that you have. We haven't been getting in a lot of emails in because I haven't been promoting it. So one more time, knifepartypod at yahoo.com. And then for the twenty dollars, stop the bike, stop the bike tier, you get to request episodes and be on the show. For instance, Nick Neo, who's our Beyond platinum tier, plus ultra tier, plus ultra tier. Uh, yeah, he's uh he's going to actually be on the show because he wants to watch Twister, and I'm about it, about it. By the way, show of hands, who loves Twister? My hand is up. Yeah, me too. No, it's not. <laughs> Twister fucking rules. It's Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt at her hottest. So go fuck yourself. And it's hilarious. It is. It, I don't know if it's supposed to be, but it is. Dude, it. it is like. I think Michael Bay got all his ideas from that movie. <laughs> Explosions by Michael Bay. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, uh, there goes our plugs, and we're going to go straight into it, if you will. All right. Uh, let's do, you know what? We're what? Gonna, we're going to do this music so people don't confuse the two episodes. I'm all about it. I am, too. When yeah. I press this button. <laughs> That's the episode, just us doing. To uh, be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Fuck, that, that was even better. better. <laughs> that was better. God fucking damn it. Fucking damn it. Okay. So, some things about this movie. Uh, it was criminally underrated and bombed when it came out. It bombed? Really? People bombed. just didn't understand it. There was only. 10 theaters that showed it. What? 10 when it first came That's out. That's terrible. Right? And I think I have it in front of me. I think this will, uh, if I'm not mistaken, made 17 on, oops, sorry, 17. Oh, did you hear 19 million to make 47 million uh, in box office. So for 10 long. theaters? That's slamming. Of course, that was opening day. And then, so opening weekend, I believe, was all that. So. They're like, hey, this movie's actually good. Now, when this movie was released uh, to theaters, um, Stanley Kubrick actually like fucking drove out to all of them and made phone calls to all of them. But I'll get into that next because that's it's in my notes and I don't want to double dip here. So, of course, it stars Shelley, Shelley Duvall, right? Scatman, so Scatman Crothers, and Jack Nicholson. There is a very, very small cast here. Yes. Those are our main characters. Now, there's... Some characters that you only see in a couple scenes, and actually there's a lot more, but they were cut out of a lot of scenes, but let's go in. So it's currently rated R because there was no PG-13 at the time. Nope. Yeah. There's only one murder in here. There is a lot of blood, but it's, uh, they... So the rating on this, on my the film I have, the Blu-ray, it says 15 in this country, uh, 13 in this country, and 17 in this country. Oh, weird. Yeah, I got like one of those uh, universal Blu-rays that plays in anything. Right, right. A region, region unlocked. And um, be, like, what didn't you say? I don't know. We I haven't fat-checked you on this. Weren't you saying, Zombies, that 
13 came out with Red Dawn or something? Red Dawn. Yeah, they thought it was such an important movie because it was height of the fucking Cold War that they wanted to downgrade it, but they couldn't make it a PG, so they made PG-13. Go ahead and fact check me. Okay. So what I have in front of me is that the runtime here is two hours and 22 minutes, which is not true. It it feels shorter than it actually it's is. A, it's an hour and 48. But there's multiple versions. The one I watched, there's multiple versions yeah, of this yeah. movie. There's also the theatrical version, which cuts out everything and just makes it a haunted house movie. That's a lot like less running time. Because there is... There is so much stuff cut out. Like, for instance, there's like the the him in the snow at the end. That actually isn't the end of the movie. The real end of the movie, which I'll get into in a minute, is it makes it so it's. Oh God, man! This okay. Where to close start? up on the the picture, right? That's not the real end of the movie. Okay. The real end of the movie is a hospital scene when they actually escape. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then and then the main manager comes and visits them and then hands Danny a ball. Oh, the ball he's that Jack was throwing. Also, the ball that rolled to him. Yep. Yeah. He's yeah. playing with his cars. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, let's just start. Okay. So first thing, we're going to talk about the whole moon conspiracy. Now, this is probably one of the stupidest conspiracies I've ever heard ever, and it is as such. 2001 Space Odyssey, the reason why it's weird as fuck is not because it was supposed to be a movie. It was a test to see how good they could get what it would look like to be in space for the moon landing fake. Yeah. I'm not kidding. So there's a couple of scenes that I've seen uh, these conspiracy theorists put together where they show a scene from Space uh, 2001, and then they show the Apollo 11 landing. Right. Is it 11? It's 11, It's 11. Yeah, in 1969. The kids wearing the Apollo 11 shirt. Yep. Uh, I was just about to get to that. (laughs) So uh, they actually show them, like, neck and neck. Now, here's the thing, though. That happened in 1969, am I not correct? Yeah, moon landing was 69. Because I remember it was right around the time of the of the uh, first Zodiac killing. They were like right next to each other. Do, does anyone know the Apollo date exactly? I didn't write that shit down. No idea. No. But it was around the summer, wasn't it? That sounds about right. Yeah, okay. Well, we look have the interwebs. It's okay. So the first Zodiac killing that was known as the Zodiac was on July the 4th of 1969. I'm almost 100% sure that, that the moon landing correspond with that. That has no correlation, but July still. July 20th. 1969. July. There you go. July 20th. Yeah. See? So, uh, and also, too, the Brian Adams song, which kicks ass, Summer of 69, but that's actually about oral sex. <laughs> he actually said it. He goes, He goes. I don't know why everyone's looking into the song. Like, it's like the great anthem of teenage youth into adulthood when it's really just be a teenage youth getting blowjobs. I mean, that's a form of, of adulthood. Yeah, most definitely. Mm. Produced by Robert Frere and Stanley Kubrick himself. Mm-hmm. Written by Stephen King. Now, yes. okay, so Stephen King, the original, the original script... Stanley Kubrick threw out, thank God, fifty or more percent of it. Oh wow! Now, when Stephen King, Stephen King hates this movie, by the way. Yeah, hates this movie. He likes The Running Man, though. Well, The Running Man's a great movie. Yeah, he also wrote The Running Man. Well, get the fuck out yeah. of here! Yeah, did he really? Drop some knowledge on you. He wow. wrote the story, right? Not the not the movie. No, he wrote the story. Yeah, the movie's yeah. based off of. But yeah, the yeah. best Stephen King movie besides this, I wouldn't even consider it. This would be um, 
No way. Yeah. Oh, I was joking. Yeah, my man. I like it. It's yeah. not the best. I like it. Though. Oh. Motherfuckers of Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> the Shawshank Redemption is the best. Okay. Oh, uh, fuck yeah, off. I can't, I can't argue that. I'm mad that I can't argue it. No. Not, not like it or something? Dude, fuck it. Penny, <laughs> clowns aren't scary. I go see them in concert and they throw Fago on people. I don't think they're scary. I know people that are really afraid of clowns and I think they're weird. Yeah, we're mad fresh. We come out of sewers and drink Fago. Yeah. What up, Shaq? <laughs> hey, Jay. Hey, you know why I love scaring little kids? That's right, Shaggy. Anyway, back to the movie. Uh. <laughs> this movie was mad fresh, right? So it's about a little boy. And he's got right, pop. Right, okay, right. no more ICP. <laughs> I could do the whole review. I, I, I know you can. I, please no. <laughs> and Mike Lynch is a bitch. <laughs> That boy, my Lynch, sucks cocks. <laughs> In hell. That's my exorcist, my folks. All right. So, uh, <laughs> where the fuck were we? <laughs> All right. Anyway, so oh, yeah, uh, he hated this. So, um, there was a meeting on set where Stephen King is looking at this. You know, is he goes, oh, I made some changes to the script, and like the changes are huge. Yeah. And they share a cigarette, and then Stephen King goes, I never liked the motherfucker after we smoked our cigarette. He put it out and rolled the filter until it became a felt ball. And he opened up an Altoids box and he put it in with a bunch of other filters rolled into a ball. Okay. Now that's a very weird, but okay. Idiosyncratic thing to do, but maybe he just didn't like fucking littering. Yeah. Sure. I got to respect that. I kind of respect that too. Yeah. You know, and, and and but Steven thought it was weird and said, I never liked the guy after that. He just said he rewrote his movie and did one of the most crazy things I've ever seen him. And I'm like, okay, crackhead. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Or meth head, whatever. What, you know, same shit, right? Oh, I mean, it's white and it gets you wiry. I know meth <laughs> is way worse for you, but. So, yeah, the, the moon to uh, Earth back in the day was perceived to be uh, 300. Sorry, 237,000 miles from Earth, right? Well, now we learned it's actually 238 and some change. And also room number, if you mix around, it sounds like moon room. And moon room is the room that people think that 2001 Space Odyssey was filmed. More importantly, the uh, um, before that was the um, Apollo 11 mission. Right. Now, Danny actually, when he sees the room key sticking in the door, the red room key. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he stands up and he's wearing an Apollo uh, 11 jumper, like a sweater. Sweater, yeah, yeah. And on top of this, the exact thing he's standing or sitting on, the piece of carpet, if you get up, it looks like the lunar lander. Oh, uh, I mean, I guess. That carpet is iconic. Yeah, that yeah. carpet is fucking iconic. I actually did the math and looked online. I could have that carpet, not like, you know, carpeting, because I hate carpeting, but carpets throughout the whole house for about three, $400, and I was thinking about doing it. That's kind of cool. <laughs> and then we could get on big wheels and roll, and it'll go soft and then loud and then soft and then loud. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay, so how... Let's judge this. We are going to judge this moon theory. The, the final piece of the moon theory is when Jack goes, Wendy, do you understand what it's like to sign a contract to give my word what this would do to my future if I fuck up? So apparently, according to this uh, theory, is that was 
his conversation with his wife about why he couldn't come out about the lunar landing stuff. Oh, what? The fact that his frustration that he had to keep it a secret. Yeah. So the the, the theory is Stanley Kubrick filmed the moon landing? Yeah, that's what I've been saying. Yeah, dude. yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm... and that was Kubrick talking to his wife. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah. So how 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 you guys say this on this theory? Or or big turd. Yeah. Wait, wait. All right. How say you? Zombies? Big turd. That's no, 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 no. I need to hear the noise. I don't have enough saliva. Hold on. Make a fart sound. Do it. <laughs> big turd. All right. Did that one come across good? It did. It did. It came across great. That was like the longest setup for a fart sound. I I took one of those like two days ago. I wanted a good one. I wanted the ones where it's like, you're going to let it through like it sounds like a fart. And then, oh, no, the floodgates are open. It's all stuck through. So in the the Evergreen household, we call that the SRFs. Yeah. Shitty run funds. Yeah, you whip me. It's when your stomach be bubbly, but your booty be drippy. Shits of unusual size? I don't think they exist. Uh, (laughs) They're shitty run funds. Okay, so uh, how say you, Mr. Montana, about this theory? Okay, here's what I'm giving this. Ready? Oh. <laughs> I think this theory sucks. I think it's reaching. That's terrible. It's a terrible theory. I think it's reaching, okay? Um... Ooh, fun fact. You know why it's called The Shining? Uh, Because it's, it's polished? No. Because we all shine on. So this was actually titled from the song by John Lennon. And um, I think it's called Instant Karma. Yeah, it's called Instant Karma. Sorry, I'm a okay. fan of the Beatles, but not yeah. really like them independently. I always thought they kind of like, they, they kind of sucked without, no offense to AIM, but... Uh, Crowbar and typo negative should just let it die. I know your new stuff is good, but there's something about those bands individually. When mm-hmm. they do a super group, it's just not the same. Yeah, I like the Beatles when they were on their LSD in India kick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Revolver, Rubber Soul, and Sgt. Pepper. Give it to me. And then let it be. I'll, I'll yeah. allow it. Okay. Sgt. Pepper for sure. So here goes uh, another thing. Um, Stephen King wrote this movie when he was at the... Um, the Stevenson Motel, I believe it's called. Okay. Something like that in Colorado. So there's, there's one in Colorado, but it actually wasn't filmed there. It was filmed somewhere different. It was filmed, uh, the Overlook Hotel was actually in Oregon. Okay. So uh, the Denver, Colorado one was uh, him and his wife was staying there. He had writer's block. He already did two novels, had, uh, novels haven't done his third. This is Stephen King we're talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, he awakes, and he's in a nightmare. Now, I don't know what the precursor for this was. I don't know if he was in drug use at the time, but blah, blah, blah. But he only were, uh, wrote Carrie and uh, Christine. That's it. Okay. And he had a terrible dream that the fire hose... Uh, that they have, like the emergency fire hoses, right, right. came alive, had teeth, and attacked his son. Now, this actually happens in <laughs> wow. the... okay. This actually happens in the 1997 TV version, which sucks! And it has the dude from Wings in it. Have you guys ever seen that? Oh, Wings, yeah. I love Wings. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but did you ever see the miniseries? It's what? like so close to the book. Oh, oh, no, I Shining? never watched no. it, no. Okay, don't, unless you want to laugh. We might even have to cover it, because it is funny as fuck. 
It's pretty hard to find. I think you can find it on YouTube pretty easy. I think it was a USA original or it was a TNT original. Oh, but it was straight awful. Straight yeah. to TV, four-part miniseries. But because Stephen King just did the stand miniseries, yeah. he was hot. He was on fire. Right. You know? And be, and then uh, it came out like uh, I think ninety three or ninety four like on video cassette. So Stephen King was like throwing out bangers. Plus, uh, it he was, was a TV special as well. It was, and then yeah. yeah. So he was like not striking out. He's batting a thousand on these TV made for whatever. And then comes out this turd, the early, early and very noticeable. CGI is terrible, including a fire hose that attacks the kid that has teeth that looks like paper mache. Oh. Like, like, dude, Guar's effects are a thousand times better than this. <laughs> and when I say a thousand, I am not over exaggerating. So bad yeah. CG and bad practical effects. Yes. Oh, that sounds. Fun. Or Fantastic. how about almost no practical effects except for makeup? Okay. Ugh. Also, um, we have, uh, but it, but it is true to the book. And in fact, that there is no topiary maze. Instead, what do we get? We get the topiary statues of lions that if you look at them, they're normal. But if you look away, they, they come at you. Oh, they do the, okay. the, the weeping angels, angels bullshit. Yeah, in, uh. in Mario 2 and 3. or Yeah, they do the same the thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do the same shit. And it even shows it in the, the, the uh, scene where Danny's playing outside. And you're like, really? What is a shrub going to do to him? I mean, it could scratch them up. Yeah. I've seen Evil Dead. Well, yeah, but those are <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but those have tendrils. These are just bushes that look like lions that are only about five feet tall. I mean, it could scratch I mean, them up pretty a bad. a five-foot bush lion to, like, a little kid, that's going to do something. Yeah, but, I mean, it's so not Unless as scary. Unless shinning on it. It is still... Hey, <laughs> don't get us sued. <laughs> you guys remember that episode? Oh yeah, the Treehouse of Horrors where uh, Willie, uh, he anyway, yeah. Oh yeah, he calls it something else. He, he goes yeah. the shitting you want us to get sued. <laughs> so there's that. There is no topiary maze, which I find to be one of the biggest coolest things about this movie, and that's the uh, Minotaur theory, which we will get into. Oh, okay. okay. So the uh, remake miniseries, well, it's not a remake, sorry, the true to the book miniseries, I fucking hate it. It is worth a watch. Nope. But it is. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll watch it. Why if not? you could find it on YouTube or whatever, don't go out of your way to buy it. How, how long is this? It's a miniseries. So like <sighs> it's about four, four hours, hours long. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's a commitment. Yeah, no. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Not not big on commitment? No. <laughs> Don't tell my wife. And he's the only guy I've known who's had a job for over 10 years. 11 years at the same place besides uh, Mr. Jonathan Fallen. <laughs> You've been there 11 years? 15. Motherfucker. Yeah. Damn. Well, I didn't know the Hobby Lobby cared about its... Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's employees so much. You know what's funny? Nicole now calls your place to work the Hobby Lobby. Oh god! Just because she listens to the show. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Oh, the Hobby," and she goes, "Oh fuck!" And I'm like, "We get it. You don't." Yeah, know. yeah. We know. We know. We all know. And when you know, you know. So this movie, um, was one of the first movies to bring back what they call Mickey Mousing. Okay. Okay. This is going to be a long explanation. I saw oh. a theory about that. And you have a theory about it. Okay. No, the I saw the notes. theory about it. So when they did this movie, Stanley Kubrick would play music that wasn't actually used in the movie, but somehow they were able to match up every string pluck 
and every drum beat with every step during every suspenseful situation. Oh, like okay. when Danny stands up and he sees the room key, every yeah, yeah. But these weren't written for the scenes. These were actually classical pieces that just happened. To- that just happened to coincide. They actually hired a music editor, That's- director, just to make every scene. But when they actually filmed it, none of the original music was used. That that ended up being in the film. Right. There were some scenes that didn't even call for music. Like it was going to be a silent scene. And exactly. Now we're going to tack something onto this, and oh hey, it syncs up. Yeah. For instance, the scene where uh, Jack, when he goes, "I'm going to go get my fire engine," says Danny, and he goes up and and uh, he goes, and then uh, um, they have the talk together. They have the talk, yeah, yeah. and he goes, "Come here," and he goes, "Dad, are you scared of this place?" And he goes, "No." That initially had zero music. Mm-hmm. It's just as scary. Yeah, but it makes it even more scary because how the music goes Ooh, when he asks a question, and then when uh, Jack responds, he goes, <laughs> and then when he asks another question, he goes, and he goes, and then they go as they talk. Yeah, and it works so well. I didn't even fucking notice it, dude. I got this DVD in. I love this movie. It's still my. It is my favorite horror movie. Okay, and it's in my top ten. Um, and it always has been. I remember seeing this with my Nana way back in the day and going, this is a cool movie because it's like cabin fever. And but Granted, I saw this when I was seven. And I really did like it because I always liked just Jack Nicholson. Like yeah. I just thought his faces were creepy and scary but funny at the same time. Plus, I loved Batman 89 yeah. so much that I thought this movie came out afterward because, you know, you're a kid, you're stupid. Uh, yeah, let's be honest. I mean, Some he's like a spooky Jim Carrey. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, the Mickey Mousing thing. The thing that got it for me is when you see him uh, like having his little like tantrums as he's walking through the thing and he's yes! like, swinging at the air, yes! and it like sinks up to like, dude, dude. And did you notice too? Every time he's walking, when Jack's pissed, he's walking, and then a mirror will be there, and then he swings, and then the mirror's gone, and he does this, and then another mirror comes up, and he starts swinging again. Yeah, and they tie the music to that. So the act- going back to the mirror theory, which I have for you later. So the whole the whole Mickey Mousing thing is because back in the day of silent movies and silent cartoons, yeah, they would have the music tell the story, right? Okay, I, yeah. So here is the actual definition of Mickey Mousing: any action within a parallel sound in a music score um, is addressed exactly to said motion and or action. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. That makes sense. So uh, obviously this is correct. This can't be refuted. It's just a cool little sugar and spice on the on the uh, on the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now let's see uh, symmetrical imagery. Yeah. This is imagery. Yeah. This- All right. So symmetrical imagery. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now. If the music seems different, that's because we had a critical error and I try to fix it and not let you guys know, but I just broke kayfabe, so fuck it. <laughs> so Smooth transition. Thank you so much. Well, you know what? This is not the first time that we've had little issues, but we try to recover from that. Anyway, going back. Going uh, back so, to the symmetrical imagery. Yes. Yeah, so what do you is, got? This is what I liked about it. And looking back at like the colors that he used in all these scenes, like the really iconic carpets, um, the 1970s decor and all that, it really reminded me of uh, like Wes Anderson's films. The okay. way he frames things too. So maybe he was inspired. Give me, by give it. me an example. Just, just uh, uh, off the top of your head, like the bathroom scene. Yeah, 
Okay. Okay. Scene, is one, yeah. Um, the hallway, anything where you see, like, actually, it also reminds me of some of the stuff he did in 2001 A Space Odyssey, where you get those longer hallway shots where they have, like, you know, curved um, ceilings or whatever, or they have, like, a long hallway with multiple doors. Just the. Um, oh, unlike other Kubrick movies, too, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but this is one of the first films ever to use a steady cam. I saw the yeah, making yeah. of this. Okay. So there's a lot of scenes that are shot low, and it's supposed to be Danny's vision, and then there's some shot midway, which is supposed to be Wendy's, and some shot high that are supposed to be Jack's. I don't know if anyone else noticed no. that. Like I could tell the ones that were following Danny. Yeah. No, not the following shots. where it's actually through their eyes. Yeah. Oh. So that's another. I didn't realize it was like yeah. perspective. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yes, it is. It's supposed to be like. Um, <coughs> <laughs> Excuse me, perspective, and I'll, I'll tell you why my my theory, my final theory. Yeah, uh, I, I took a theory that I believe in, but I also put it to another theory that I invented, the tarot theory. We'll get to that later. Well, going with symmetry, then you know what else is symmetrical? The Someone looking in a mirror. It happens all the time. Okay, so here we go. There is a scene. They confuse. Okay, so this house is so confusing. We'll get into the house being confusing right after. Please remind me of that. Yeah, but the thing I was going with with the, with, um, the symmetry is the thing we get that's not symmetrical with the mirror is the mirror is something that's supposed to be symmetrical. It's supposed to see and reflect an yes. exact image. Yeah. What I noticed is when we see that mirror in the bedroom, the one that eventually reveals the red rum. Yes, right, is, right. It's always shot from behind, so you see Jack when he's first waking up in bed. Yeah, I was just he about to get that scene from behind. Yeah, when he dips and his he, eggs and he yeah. goes, "I don't know. I guess it will come to me." And he looks normal in the mirror. Going forward, the next scene is the talk he has with Danny, and it's and a different mirror, and his it's it's body different. Posture looks yeah. like he's about to get up and run at Danny. He looks aggressive, oh. but his face in the mirror still looks like, "Hi, my son, come see me." Yeah. So it's also kind of jarring. Also, okay. the, the the other symmetry of this movie is the use of mirrors, like we were just talking yes. about, Mickey Mickey Mousing, all those scenes. It seems like mirrors affect everybody. Oh, girl. Also, we first see Tony in the mirror. Do you remember this? We do. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. forgot about that. And here goes the weird thing. On that bathroom door, there is a sticker of a bear, and it's um, named after one of the seven dwarves. It escapes me at this point. But you know how they call him Doc? Right. One so, of the seven dwarves. So there's another seven dwarves. It's, it's like Laffy or some, some shit like that. Happy? Happy? No, I think it's Dopey. It's Dopey. 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 So there was a cartoon show uh, and comic book called Dopey the Bear. Now, there is a bear sticker when we first see Tony. Yes, you know, like. When he's There's talking also to the a bear thing later, too. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I we'll get, get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. So the imagery is such is he is talking to Tony, and you see the Dopey the Bear. And remember, his name's Doc. That's something also to, to keep right. in mind. And uh, then it cuts to him freaking out when he sees the blood and the twins. Again, mm -hmm. twins, yeah, symmetry, yeah. and also the blood coming out. If you ever notice, the two doors have two matching lights and everything else. And if you actually look at it, it looks like a mouth. Oh, now here's okay. here's something. The doctor, the next scene, he has a, a thing. This is something I discovered. It wasn't in any other thing. Because, dude, I'm telling you, I've watched this movie. The woman so many, doctor, right? The woman doctor yeah. says, uh, "Who's Tony? A little boy live, uh, that lives in my mouth." Right. Uh, and then the blood. And then the blood okay. coming out of the mouth. Right. Yeah. Like, and, I okay. That. 
then it cuts back to Wendy and she's watching the doctor and him and then you see the dopey sticker is back. Hmm. Okay, I did not it's, notice that at all. So it's there, it's gone, and then it's back. That goes into my one of my final theories that we're going to talk okay, about. Okay, your That's final form. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, this is my Omega One Wing Angel Sephiroth form. <laughs> so uh, there's that. Also, pay attention that she's wearing red in that scene where something disappears and reappears. More on that later. Okay. She's now, pretty. Danny, <laughs> Danny is pantsless. Did that throw anybody? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have any pants and they don't when, Yeah, when the doctor's checking him in bed. And they don't even he's show pantsless. And he, oh. they don't even show if he has or has not underwear. Not that I looked, but you can't tell. You looked a little bit. Um No, I was looking because <laughs> I was looking because this we're going to go into the bear theory. Also, it okay. was 1970s shorts were Boy as shorts. described. Yes, shorts. <laughs> yeah, remember basketball back in the 70s? The dudes were like fucking wearing like what fucking eight inch shorts with like a little cut Less. in the middle yeah. so <laughs> when Danny is getting examined by this doctor he is laying on a bear pillow mm. oh I pillow. did not pay attention to that okay then we cut to uh, way, way later in the book there is a guy wearing a dog furry costume here they change into a man bear pig yeah. costume by the way, did you notice it's a man bear pig? I didn't know. I just thought it was a creepy 70s like bear costume. But why like, is if the you face look at a lot like of costumes, a, a, it looks back like then, a, a, they yeah. look freaking terrible. But it looks like a pig's face. It's a man bear pig. Kinda. So this is why you go back in the political thing that Al Gore is somehow related to this movie. What? <laughs> That's just a South Park joke. Remember the man bear pig episode? He's super I don't cereal. That. Yeah. Oh, no one's taking me super cereal. No one took him cereal. <laughs> Speaking of which, can you beer me, please? I just uh, honestly, I, I was surprised at the fact. Oh wait, found my beers. That furries go back that far. Uh, furries go back. Um, now I don't know if Quebec was big into sex parties, but uh, furries go back quite a long way. Did he make a whole movie about sex parties? I'm pretty sure he was into sex parties. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think he was interested in them, but apparently, you know, uh, what the fuck? I'm turning that off. Um, so apparently that has a lot to do with, uh, uh, that. So that movie apparently was written by fucking, um, Steven Spielberg, which I do not believe. Mm, Eyes wide shot. Or it was written by him and directed by Steven Spielberg, but I thought it was a Kubrick movie, but there's a lot of confusion on that. Same thing with AI. Oh, okay. Love you know, because they'll say written and directed, and both their names will be mentioned in some websites, and then one and one. Anyway. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. He, he was obsessed with pleasure parties. Now, in the 70s, the pleasure parties, instead of wearing masquerade masks, well, what they did sometimes, they'd wear furries. So furries go back quite a long way. Hmm. Like uh, mid-60s, we'd say. Interesting. Yeah, furries did not all start with Lola Bunny. That's but the, just our generation. But the, yeah. <laughs> but the Vikings actually did furry stuff. Because they would dress up as like their uh, elder gods, yeah, and oh, like wear furs, wear furs and stuff, and fuck. Well, no, no, I mean they'd fuck that way to like you know make stronger children and shit. Fucking fighting, it's all the same. Yeah, that's, that's why. That's why I have those urges. Well, not only that, that's why Hitler <laughs> wanted um, every uh, all of his greatest soldiers to fuck on uh, graveyards of of uh, Vikings. 
I know we're doing conspiracy theories. When did we get to Hitler fucking on grace? Yeah, Jesus what? Christ. Hold on, wait, wait. You got to back up. You went no, we're not, because there is another Hitler thing in this movie. God, you went zero there to crazy is. really quick. Okay, let's do the next Hitler thing, because that one's actually in the movie. No, it's not. It's Hey, dude, it's as it appears, okay? So now we have the bears. We did our Mickey Mousing. We did our, our, uh, our, our um, symmetry. symmetrical. Yeah. Okay, so it's... And the mirrors, yeah. So anyway, um, da, 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 da. so yes, the the twins. There's a lot of things that repeat. Okay, now let's see. Um, fire engine. Remember, we said the talk between uh, Danny um, and uh, Jack, mm -hmm. but it starts off when Danny is sitting there and he's just clicking his heels, and him and Wendy are watching TV. Couple of things. Did you ever notice the TV's not plugged in? No. Yeah, I thought it was weird. It's in front of glass. They did it purposefully, too. You could tell because it's in main center focus. Right. And it is not plugged in. Stanley Kubrick would not have tucked in a TV for visuals. This means something. It has to. Yeah. Okay. Now, Danny goes, I'm bored. Can I go get my fire truck? And then he leaves to go upstairs. Now, a couple of things about the scene. Could it be that they fucked up and forgot the cord? Doubt it. Or could it be that that TV is not on? Oh. Or the house is haunted and it just is on. But if it's not on, this makes more sense. If the TV's not on, that means Danny, because he's facing the right way, would be looking at the snow falling out the window. Yeah. And it's bored. And then he goes, I'm bored. Can I go get my toys? Right. Meaning Wendy is just staring at a blank TV. Yeah, but she thinks it's on. And that might have to do with like her getting like lonely. Cause she was reaching out to the ranger, to everyone. Yes. Right, and right. And so she, yeah. this is her coping with it and watching the news. Well, and they even said earlier that like The Shining, you can see things that like other people don't see and da 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 And so it's like he's seeing past what the house is doing to his mom could be also by the way i have to give it a shout out because i did write down his name i was looking for it but i didn't want to like rummage through my notes and pause the show but gordon uh stainforth is the guy i hope i'm pronouncing that wrong the chef uh gordon's no s-t-a-i-n-f-o-r-t-h he's the guy that did the direction of just the soundtrack his he oh, was a co-director okay. of just making music that fit exactly every goddamn movement that's sick. Well done. He, yeah. he did amazing. Before I knew like all the theory behind it, I just knew that this score was excellent and really fit. It really is. Before yeah. knowing anything behind it. I just like, I know it worked. Okay, so here's another thing that they do. They do this a lot, and they, uh, or they, I mean Kubrick's films, they did it in uh, Full Metal Jacket, which I believe came out in 78. I'm not exactly sure, but this came out in 80. But there's a scene, you know where Private Pyle does the 90-degree angle look down? Yeah. yeah. And the then he's got his stare. mouth agape. Yeah, the thousand-yard stare. So they not only do that, hey, what's up, babies? We're doing Shining. Uh, or sorry, hey, what's up, Eli? We're doing The Shining. So they uh, <laughs> they also do Ooh. They also do that with Jack. Ooh, wine's being delivered to me. Ooh, All right. Nice. Shannon. Shannon. Yeah, you're Shannon, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so they, uh, pay for that they also film... Jack doing this, yeah, and uh, and when he's looking out the window at the maze. Now this has the Minotaur theory because did you notice his hair is kind of swept out? Right. Yeah. Like it almost looks like he's the devil, and he that's his looks horns. Like Wolverine. Yeah. 
By the way, did you know this one shot is what got him uh, Batman 89? Like, like you you don't need to audition because of that scene. Yeah. Wow, nice. I believe it. Okay. Speaking of which, this is kind of weird. Dude, this movie's... The whole thing about this movie's fucking weird. Um, did you know this is the most analyzed movie of all time? Really? Yes. Not Wizard of Oz. No. No, no, no. Not Wizard of Citizen Oz. Kane. Uh, uh, no, no, analyzed, meaning... Oh, it's not the best movie of all time, but it's the most talked about movie where there's college classes about this. That's not crazy. Of course, okay. UC Berkeley, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So guess who wanted to play and was considered for this role before Jack Nicholson? Who? Robin Williams. No, that would have been terrible. I would have loved it, though. I would have loved it, but not as good. Yeah, because he, he wasn't at his serious phase yet. No. Yet, he was he not there like, yet. I mean, when he got there, it was great, 100%. Oh, yeah, Insomnia is such a good fucking Dude, movie. yeah, yeah. One-hour photo. One-hour photo. Right, one-hour photo. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, need, re movie. I yeah. need to rewatch one-hour photo. I really Final do. Final Cut was all right. Insomnia, was though, because him and Pacino together are like, it's it's like oil and vinegar, but it works. Yeah. You know, they make a great dressing. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is not the first time. So there's a silent feud between the two. Robin Williams also made a huge stink that he did not get the Joker for 89 Batman. Yeah, but that was a good thing. He would have... If he would have done his serious stuff like early on, I think I would have respected him a lot more. Right. But I'm glad Jack... It is a good thing. Because I say on, on the silver screen, Jack Nicholson's still my Joker. Yeah, 100%. Michael, no, yeah. Mark Hamill. For, okay, on the for screen. voice, on the screen, on the on the screen. screen. On Jack Nicholson, hundred percent, number one Joker. Where do they get Period. those wonderful toys? Because the okay, Ledger's performance is great, but Ledger is not the Joker of comic book. He doesn't have the that. If we're well, going he's for kind comic, of like a newer comic book Joker, yeah, dark sort version, of thing. Yeah. But like the Frank Miller, like OG, OG, because yeah. like Nicholson was like he was like dark funny like he was make these little goofy jokes but like you could tell he just he just wanted and, to like blow your head off and i still like caesar uh and oh, because caesar romero caesar romero he yeah had a, his joker was fantastic i liked his laugh i liked his you know emoting okay how do you how do you guys feel about bob the uh the henchman oh yeah that the float scene did you know that then, bob was and uh, no also Bob when they're destroying the uh when they're destroying the uh, art and he goes save that one i like it yeah <laughs> and they play prince and anyway uh bob was actually um jack nicholson's uh uh friend and that's why he doesn't have one line and it was in his writer that him being in the movie is his his number one like guy nice so, okay uh but here and also the whole scene with the mirror and he breaks it and shit that yeah. was all like improvised okay so jack nicholson is the shit yeah he's good now, 100%. our next episode is going to probably be fucking Batman 89, so yeah, here we go, is. a little bleed in. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, where the hell was I? Uh, we were talking about, yes, the stare out the window, the Minotaur theory. Before he stares out the window, you notice he stares at that topiary mage, which, by the way, is not, is not in the book. Right. This was all Kubrick's, Kubrickian shit. Right, and it was great. It was great. Even before they go into the maze, like 
and do the final scene, that scene where Jack's just looking at that layout and you kind of see... The layout, okay. You yes. see him looking down. Thank you for that you segue. you see them walking, yeah. you know, like he's looking at them like playing with toys. Thank you so much for that segue, the layout. The layout of this movie has been studied and it is impossible. This has been studied by architects, mathematicians, carpenters, city planners. If you actually take a look at the Overlook Hotel... Plumbers, electricians. It is... <laughs> <laughs> it is actually an upward nautilus, meaning a pyramid. Interesting. So on the bottom floor, you walk in, right? There's the lobby, right? The manager's office is, is okay, you know when Jack sits down and waits for the interview? Yeah. By the way, he's reading a Playgirl. Did you know that? No. And you know what it says on the Playgirl? What? Incest. Why do parents molest their children? More on that later. Wow. It does. There And... That's so weird. I thought no one's going to see this in HD will, in the future. Will, yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> and they also, why the fuck is a Playgirl there? By the way, the Playgirl magazine cover is red. Something else to know yeah, to later. Okay. So they walk through a hallway and then go in the manager's office. The manager's office has a window, which doesn't make any sense because if you see how they walk in, that window would be showing the lobby inside his office. Oh, weird. Okay, not only that, but when Doc and Danny and uh, walk through the uh, kitchens and stuff. Oh, and by the way, notice Scatman Crothers and Jack are not in a scene where they acknowledge each other whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like I think they say he says hi to him once, or they nod, but they don't have a full-on conversation because whenever Jack is talking, when he's in the scene, Jack's looking down at Danny. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's another thing that you should you should take witness to. So there's that, and then if you look at when Danny, you know, like my some of my favorite scenes that are this movie's so fucking scary, and there's only one murder, I swear. Well, two if you count the twins, but you don't really see him get murdered. But um, tub girl, tub girl, there's no murder. Well, it's implied that she's murdered. We'll we'll actually talk about that. She's not murdered, but oh we'll, yeah, and we do see her in the mirror too. We That's do. That's how we get revealed. We do. Ah. That has something to do with the molestation theory. We'll get into that in a minute. So um, now we have the scene where Danny rides his bike, right? And he rides on the carpet, and then it goes silent. Yeah. And then it goes <laughs> it's silent, and <laughs> no, there's just no music with that. that right. There's a reason why, because that's Mickey Mousing on its own. Well, the first time he does it. He's on floor one. Yeah. Okay. The second time he does it, he is on floor three, where the parents are, and he stays at, right? Yeah, okay. Now, the third time he does it, he starts in the kitchen and is magically teleported to floor two, where 237 is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How does he start from the kitchen? How does he start from the kitchen, sees the twins, and then there's that? Yeah. Because, you know, sense. room numbers are like 137 be floor one, 237 floor two, 337. You get the idea. Yeah, yeah. So how the fuck, right? Because there's no elevator. Well, no, there is. There elevator. is. But like, yeah. You can't. Was, but yeah. the bike. Yeah. yeah. Not only that, but if you ever notice in the beginning when he's reading that Playgirl, you see Danny's bike in the corner and it's white and red. When he actually gets it, it's blue and red. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's another thing, too, that a lot of people barely notice. And also, too, you will notice the caretaker is super, the previous caretaker is super annoyed at Jack, like, right away. Right. Like, he's like, fuck that guy. So, anyway, um, let's see. Yeah, so the floor design is impossible. Also, if you look at the maze, the topiary maze, it yeah. is an impossible maze to figure out. 
I thought about pausing it just to see if I could I thought, get through it. Yeah. I didn't, though. It's impossible to get from the beginning to the center. If you, it's it's just it, especially how fast they're able to do it. Like it, it would be, you would need, uh, and they do have maps and everything else. But it it just seems they just like, go in. They, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like oh, we we solved it. I'm like that would look. By hard. the way, that dissolve that cut is so good when he's looking over it and then you see his yes. face and you see it cut over. That was some of the earliest Photoshop CGI shit where they actually took two pieces of film because that maze, when you see it from the helicopter view, yeah, that's a drawing and they just did it really well where they cut that and cut them walking at the same oh. time. That dissolve is so good fucking looking, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Oh, like, sp speaking of helicopter, there was one goof I saw. When the opening scene, when they're showing the over, the the hotel, you can see the rotors on the helicopter. Toy Story. Let's talk about it. Toy Story has every single movie, especially one in four, has many shining references, including the carpet and including dialogue. The really? Carpet. Yes. I haven't seen Toy Story since like the 90s. So, so yeah, the last time I saw Toy Story, I never saw two, three, or four, but I saw number one. The last time I saw it, I think, was like 97. Yeah. That's when it came out. No, we. Oh, I thought it was earlier. No, we. That. Yeah, I think oh. it was '96. It came out. Okay. '97 is when I actually, because my mom, like, we were traveling around and she like rented it, and then we moved and she never returned it, so it was ours. <laughs> and so I like it was one of the only movies that I had at her house because my dad and her were obviously in different, and I had all my shit at my dad's house because my mom never had permanent residence for over three months for like a year and a half. Oh wow. Yeah, she was just like doing van life before van life was a thing. <laughs> and she had money too at this time because she just won a huge lawsuit. So anyway, that that's that. Um, okay, so uh, one twenty-seven. Oh, there was a hundred and twenty-seven shots for the act scene. Nine hours of filming. Jesus. Okay. This I have seen behind the scenes where he like hypes himself. Dude, up. you dude, see him? that is such a good yes. behind the scenes. Dude, yeah. just, you know uh, he, he looks insane. He looks dude, like an insane person. It's and also too Stanley Kubrick used to make him even though he had the shot he knew he wanted in hour like one, right? He would do it to hour four on purpose. Reshoot, reshoot, reshoot. Sometimes he wouldn't even be filming. Just so the next intense scene, he'd be more pissed off, angry, and irritated. Oh, nice. And it would clever. And it would always be the next scene when he was in a scene with Wendy. So he would already be adjective. Like, yeah. you fucking dumbass. You know, like when he would be like out on her. Uh, the, the, he did that on purpose. Why don't All you try it now and get the fuck out of here? Exactly. Are you out of your fucking mind? Um, every scene with uh, Duvall, right? Um, he would, uh, he being Stanley Kubrick, would have legitimate recreation arguments with his wife and him on purpose, or her rather. So here's what I mean: Shelley Duvall knew not, nothing was going on, right? You know, and then uh, Stanley Kubrick would recall an argument he had with his wife and dig into her. Oh wow! And then on top of this. Every scene where shit's going down, where mommy and daddy are yelling at each other, and yeah. Danny's there, Danny's played by a mannequin because Danny was led to believe that this was a dramatic comedy. What? Here's the here's why he wanted Shelley Duvall to be out of her fucking mind on on film for real. He wanted Jack to be losing his mind of exhaustion, and he wanted Danny to be like a happy kid, like who's just kind of confused and like you know whatever. 
and he wanted to separate them as much as possible. Didn't want them to have interaction, like yeah. not have lunch together at catering. Is that put, why it feels like they don't have chemistry? Exactly. Okay. Put them in separate. Yeah, ex- there you go. And it works. It did, yeah. It really does shine through. Okay. There, there is those moments, especially like when she comes up to him and it's just, oh, I'm going to bring you some sandwiches later. And it feels like she's like talking to someone who's about to bite her fucking head off. Yeah. And before he's even being a dick to her. So now let's talk about the famous chair missing uh, typewriter scene. The all work and no play. Okay. Okay. When she walks in, she's wearing red boots, by the way. And uh, he's typing away. And she goes, how's it coming? And he goes, I think it's coming along. But then, but instead, he goes like, when you hear me typing, stay the fuck out. You know, he says a line similar to that. Yeah, yeah. Right? Now, if you will notice, there is two things different from this scene than originally when he's writing originally one the typewriter is no longer white it's now a dark green and then later a dark blue yeah oh. it changes yeah it does yeah it changes throughout the movie also there is a chair in the corner right over jack's right shoulder that disappears cuts to her comes back also whenever the chair is there you'll see his facial expressions go from worried concerned to angry shit yeah and it happens like that Right, and you will also notice that there is a book right next to the uh, the the typewriter. It looks like an old leather bound book. It right. is a guest book. Now, this guest book, there was an edited scene, and I think they edited it out for reasons that it made it too haunting. Um, because remember, this movie is originally about a haunted house yeah. that calls in people that have been reincarnated or, or a sacrifice of you. It's kind of like Willy's Wonderland. They need sacrifices. And even the original story was that the caretaker brings in people, or sorry, the manager brings in caretakers to kill them off to appease the ghosts, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. That was actually the original idea for this, right? But not here um, because Kubrick did a lot of rewrites. And so. That book is a scrapbook of all the murders and everything wrong happened to him. Now, in the deleted scene, he's flipping by, and it says, Lover's Quarrel Ends in Suicide in the Bath of Room 237. Oh, nice. Okay. Not only that, it would have gave away the scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, But also, it talks about um, uh, Caretaker ha- hacks up twin daughters, this yeah. and that, and it shows like all the murders. So it's not just like one or two murders. There's like... A ton of murders. Like every single year, yeah. someone dies and they sweep it under the rug, kind of thing. But right. That one just got Which, out I mean, you reason. get to later in the ballroom scene. Yeah, the gold room scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, now, also, too, and this is actually at the end credits of the original book, or sorry, the original movie, it says the overlook will survive it will remain open from may the 20th to september the 20th and it will be closed uh each winter that's it meaning it will survive like it's a living entity yeah yeah so there's the maze theory that the house itself is a maze because it doesn't make any sense and also the spiritual embodiment is uh that maze um in you know the center where jack eventually perishes that it changes shape okay just like the house changes shape yeah. So interesting. Okay. Yeah, and that's kind of the haunted house theory. So um, let's see. The Euro- European um, version eliminates all these theories, all of them, and makes it a haunted house theory. That's why its running time is so low. 
Oh, okay. Okay. What about the uh, the bartender devil theory? Oh my God, go with that real quick. I have to pee so yeah, bad yeah, yeah. that I can hear you. So when he's when Jack's freaking out and everything, mm. and he like just wants a drink, and he stumbles into the gold room. Hi, Lloyd. Right. Yeah. So he sits down. And he's looking around and everything. He puts his hands on his face. And it's not like super loud. But he's like, I would give my soul for, for a beer. Yep. And all of a sudden, bam. Lloyd shows up. He's wearing the red and everything like that. He's like, your money's no good here. Da, da, da. And he starts serving him alcohol. Yep. Right. And so that was one thing like I noticed like the first time and the watch through on the movie. We're just like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, he just said, like, I'll get my soul. And then all of a sudden, he has all this alcohol. Hello. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He was like booze. Yeah. And, and like, he knows it, his name. And he knows and he his knows name. And he knows his family. And he knows his family history. Right, right. Yes. And so it's one of those weird things. But also kind of trips you out. Because then Wendy comes. And it's all gone. Yeah. So, yeah, that's when he says, are you out of your fucking mind? Now, here's the Satan theory. I'm just going to touch on that. That was coming up next. Yeah, yeah. So not only that, but at the end where it says um, Overlook Hotel, New Year's Eve. In the book, it's 1919, but in the- July 4th, 20, uh, 1921. Do you notice he's <laughs> doing as below, as beloved, uh, as um, above, so, so below? Yeah. He's doing three fingers up right, and three right. fingers down. And they even, when they do the dissolved transition, he's got a Hitler mustache. So, and then when the uh, the bellhop goes, you've always been here, sir. Because I've always been here. You've always been the caretaker. Oh, Me the old caretaker in meaning, the bathroom. Yeah, meaning yeah. that Jack is actually himself Satan. And he forgot. Oh, I didn't know about that part. Okay. Yeah, like, and then uh, uh, here's the uh, theory, like, Wendy is... Um, she gets the apple of knowledge by discovering who he is, and then she must go. Oh, uh, okay. And then, uh, you know, a um, Abel, or sorry, Adam is, is anyway, the theory is cool, and I like the themes of it, but it doesn't just sit well with me. That kind of goes in the haunted house theory. Right, right. And also, the uh, when he spills stuff on Jack, and he takes him in. Okay, after Jack gets his drink, remember he turns around. I think it's the second time he goes in there. Second time. Yeah, he yeah. starts it's dance. all the party and yeah. everything. He yeah. starts dancing around. Cool thing about how they film this again, he's dancing to no music. He just thought the character would be so happy he got a drink. Yeah, okay. That he'd dance around. And also, too, normally you go like mashed potatoes and cheese, mashed potatoes and cheese, mashed potatoes and cheese, or something of the such for rhubarb, background rhubarb, people. Rhubarb, rhubarb. Yeah, for background people to look like they're actually having a conversation. Right. You know, like bagels and grapes, bagels and grapes. They, they just say unique in New York, that kind of thing. They actually did that on purpose to make it all silent. So they're actually miming. There was no background oh, music. Oh, okay. Just kind of to see what Jack Nicholson would do. Yeah, yeah. So then anyway, the the uh, butler dude jumps, uh, bounces into him, and he takes him to a all-red bathroom that we've yeah. never seen in the movie and never At will all. see again. Yeah. And it's white and red. But another right, one right. of those shots where it's focused long ways on the And door. all mirrors. Yeah. The whole bathroom is covered in mirrors. And it's very symmetrical. It's got these like little arches and shit that mm -hmm. are red. Um, Yonic Im imagery and all that stuff. And then he goes, no offense, but uh, didn't you chop up your wife and daughters into itty bitty pieces? Because he knew his name. And then uh, he goes, Mr. Torrance, they were naughty and they had to be disciplined you know and stuff like that and then he's like heh, heh, okay 
And uh, he goes. Well, he starts off with, "I have no recollection of that." And then when Jack presses him, yeah, that's when he's, yeah. you know, when he's like, "Okay, here's what's going on. You're always been the caretaker." So the Satan theory. Yeah, do you have any more on that? Because I have a little bit, but I, I don't no, want to dominate. That's what I had, yeah, yeah. But you will notice when you rewatch it, he's got as below, so below, which is a tarot card. Which is my theory here I'm going to put in that no one noticed but me. Nobody. (laughs) No, swear to God. The most analyzed movie ever. And Zach has an original thought on this. No one's brought this up. Well, hey, man, you know what? Maybe you do. I'm just saying. It is actually possible. It is 100% possible. I'm just saying it's impressive if it's true. So that's the devil tarot card. This tarot card is called the Nine of Swords. Yeah. I know it. Yes. Okay. Oh. So the Nine of Swords means impending doom. It shows a person in a bed with their hands held, right, or head held in hands, with nine swords on the back of their head in the background. Right. Meaning right. it's not going through them, it's not damaging them, but it's in the foreground. Yeah, the, when yeah. Scatman Crothers first is, uh, told them about the shining, and he goes, We just see their face going back and forth. Right, right. And then he goes, are you scared of this place? And then there's a long pause, and he goes, you know, places have a shine just like we have a shine. Places are like people. Now, here is an important thing. He goes, the images, the visuals you will see, you know, the ghosts, they're just a repeat. They're just a stain. They're just a shine. They, They can't actually hurt you. Right. Right? Now, he says they cannot actually hurt you. Yes. Okay? Remember that. Right after this is said, we get a long cut where we see them both, and you see a magnetic knife uh, sheath, oh. and there is nine knives above his head. Nice. I counted and zoomed in because it looks like yeah, there's yeah. only eight. There's nine, meaning he's saying impending doom is coming, and they're right, right above his head. So this is something I saw that no other internet thing. So you're fucking welcome. Nine of Swords is The Shining. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's actually kind of sick. Yeah. I bet you if we look into it, we will probably find most of the tarot cards in there somehow. Yeah, I was actually going to rewatch it and look for the patterns because there's another pattern in um, the uh, bedroom uh, two thirty seven. The carpet pattern's different. Notice yeah. it's blue yeah. and purple. Right. Right. That's also in another tarot card. Really cool. Okay. One. Well, even like the normal carpet pattern, you could say is the cups. You can, and the five of cups, as uh, as they would stack, there'd be five like uh, squares. Right. Five of cups. If you actually see a tarot card, two are up and three are gone. Yeah, yeah. Two are up and three are gone. Yeah, yeah. Right, like the family one, two, three. Yeah, and, yeah, and so, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and also that is the card of despair. Yeah. So you have that. So there's my tarot card. I wonder card if there. he like rewrote the whole thing to be like this tarot card. I, do, movie. I don't know because he also edited him the cell. It's not like someone came in and edited it and made it how they wanted it to be. Right, right. So now I'm thinking the day of days of the week and then the time stamps that we exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight yeah. might be like eight of fucking you know. Oh, you're sh- fucking right. Like three might be three of something. Yeah. Wow. Four p.m. You know, it's like right. Yeah. Oh, do you I, know? I don't know my tarot cards that well, but you know it's four of whatever bullshit, you know. <laughs> four of diamonds. I don't know. Fuck. Also, to um, based uh, on tarot, actually, your your yeah. bicycle cards. Yeah, yeah. So you're uh, um, also the day of filming starting, uh, or no, no, sorry, the day of film, the day that the Torrances move in for the first day. Yeah. After closing day, because closing day is that that is actually um, October 31st. If you do the math. 
Oh, because they do one month later. Yeah. Okay. That's the first okay. transition, one month later. Yeah, exactly. So there's that. Um, let's see. Um, now, there's also the Indian theory, which I don't really... Oh, yeah, because I say it's Indian burial ground on there. That's yeah. some normal Stephen King-ass that's, bullshit. I mean, yeah, that's like a classic horror movie. It was an Indian burial ground. Well, like, I don't know. The set, some of the set was made before, uh, and it went to Stephen King's, and there's a lot of Indian imagery. And in right. fact, well, yeah, like the stained glass yeah. and everything in the main like writing room and all that. Also, the original, uh, instead of the blood coming out of the elevator in the original script, it was a Indian, Feathers? no, oh. an Indian uh, fertility mask. That would that look super creepy? Oh, okay, that would be pretty creepy. And then they flipped it to that. The but, blood is better. But the blood is better. Also, the blood uh, represents menstruation, so it also has to do with fertility. Coming out of the mouth? <laughs> no, no, coming into a hallway. Oh, okay. Like two ovaries kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 okay. There's a lot of yonic imagery and phallic imagery in this. Okay, um, so the bat axe reaction, okay, uh, was super real. So when, this is another thing too, did you ever notice that walking backwards saves you in this movie, retracing your steps? Yes. It is, yeah, a reoccurring thing. So when Wendy nails Jack in in the head with a bat, she is walking backwards. backwards. Yeah. When Danny saves himself from Jack, he is walking backwards. backwards. Which was really smart for a kid his age. Here goes the other thing. Well, he's when, got the shin in. Yeah, when, uh, uh, also, too, the cat, the snow cat that Scatman Crothers parks yeah. is facing uh, west. Later on, when Wendy comes out, it is facing east. East. Is backwards. it? I thought she backs no, it up. No, she like no. turns it around. I we no. That no. no, no, yeah, no, she I, turns gotta... it around the way it should be going. Yeah, yeah. It's parked backwards. Interesting. Okay. Now here goes another weird thing about this whole shit, right? God, did you even know that we we're going to be going this deep into this movie? No. You're probably going to be telling me something, but like, there's little quirks that I saw, and you're probably going to have a theory for it. Like, when he leaves room 30, 237 for the first time, when he stops, looks, goes up to it, and leaves, he gets on his bike and he push starts his right wheel. Oh, yeah. I did notice that. I went, Why? But that, that's like a big wheel thing, though, isn't it? No, because the big wheel in front is the one that's driving it. Why would he push start on the right? This is very interesting. I, I do and remember I that. There's probably a theory about it, you know? You know what? To be honest with you, that wasn't in the cut I watched, but I have seen that cut. I had the yeah. really, really, I really mean, long was, one. Yeah, it was in the cut I watched. So I, I have the master cut, and the master cut's the one that everyone kind of agreed on because the long, long, long cut was not never in theaters. How uh, many cuts are there? Did they Blade Runner this thing? There's three cuts. Yeah, yeah. they Blade Runner this thing. Fucking great. All right. Okay, here goes nothing. All right, so check it out. The axe reaction was also real. Um, so when uh, the script originally called for a mallet, because that's what's in the book, right? Okay. Stephen King goes, you know, I want to, you know, the mallet, da da da, because it would make sense because he's at this country club, and why would they have an, you know, like any other weapon? And then Stanley Kubrick's like, idiot. You have a fire hose, meaning they have fire safety equipment. Why wouldn't they have an axe? Yeah, of course. Now, they had this fake door for them to beat down with a mallet, and then Jack Nicholson goes, hey, you know, I used to be a volunteer fighter fighter, so uh, yeah, I could uh, get through that door in no time. Yeah. So when he's psyching himself up, that's when they finally decided to go put a fucking real door on there, get an axe. 
Yeah. And then, and then that's the one they kept. And then the here's Johnny. Stanley Kubak never watched the Tonight Show ever. He didn't know who Johnny Carson was. Oh, okay. But so was Stan- that ad libbed? It was yeah. ad libbed, and also there was no makeup on that. They have that honey glazed ham look because they've been filming that scene for fucking nine hours. He's sweaty. And that's why Shelley Duvall's look in the corner is like one of the scariest faces you will ever see in any horror movie when she's holding the knife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, here goes another thing, and this is if you Good take- scream, too. I, I put I'm her in for scream. Yeah. This might be the scariest scene in any horror movie, even if you watched it. Just like the true terror of your husband's going to kill you with an axe and does not even care that your son is in here and you have a knife and you're screeching for dear life. Yeah. Now, here is another thing. And this will go into my final theory. Do you notice when he's swinging, he's swinging from the east to the west of camera. So from the right to the left. But then it switches over where he's shooting from the left to the right. Yeah. Now, this is not possible. There's no way that camera could fit on the other side. They did that on purpose. No other thing I watched. This is another thing that I discovered that no one else says. There's not enough room for the camera to be on the other side. Meaning they did that for a reason. Now, here goes my reasoning. If you ever go to film school, they will show you Terminator or at least they used to, yeah. as when Reese is from the left and the and the T-800 is on the right. Yeah. So you know who the good and the bad is, right? Now, at first, she, Shelley Duvall, is on the right, and he's on the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Or, no, sorry. Uh, first, he's attacking from the right, uh, the, the right to the left, and then they switch over where he's to the left to the right, and she's on the other side, meaning... I don't remember that. Is she the bad guy? No. She's best girl. Uh, <laughs> let's get into the Wendy theory. The Wendy, Wendy theory. <sighs> okay. Here we go. Here is that what music cue up was amazing. By yeah, the that way. was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's called radio. Let's start. We talked about Dopey, the bear. Yeah. Okay. Then when we see a scene with her wearing red. And she's watching the doctor talk to Danny. Do you notice she's staring at him like, don't say shit, don't say shit, don't say shit, don't say shit. Yeah, she got the batter she's wife like syndrome. She's very like pensive. Yeah. yeah. She got batter wife syndrome. Then the, the sticker is gone. Then it reappears. Now, next scene. We go, oh, by the way, a uh, little quick thing I like to mention, especially in red, um, in the original uh, book, uh, um, Jack and family are in a red uh, uh, Volkswagen. Okay, but then when Scatman when Z- uh, Scatman goes, to, but they're they're driving yellow in the movie. Yeah. But then when Scatman's driving up to go get them to go save them, you see a red vehicle smashed by an eighteen wheeler on the side of the road. The road. Yeah. It's yeah. a red bar. So okay. a lot of people consider that as a fuck you to Stephen King after they got into it. So anyway, <laughs> but nice. th- that's that's neither here nor there. Um, okay, let's go on next. During the interview, he's reading that red, that red, you know, uh, Playgirl. There is a book on the table during the interview, right? And I had it written down, but it's basically a DSM, you know, uh, what uh, psychiatrists refer to, like, for mental illnesses and stuff. 
And certain people apparently have went insane reading this book. That's what a lot of people say. Weird. Okay. So it's there when Jack's there, and then um, he, you know, the the man- their manager goes like, um, "Do you feel comfortable after what happened here?" And he tells him his story, and he goes, "My lo- my wife loves horror stories and true crime, and yeah, she'd love this place." And then he calls her, and he and after. She gets off the phone with him. That's when Danny sees his first shining. Yeah. Right after the phone. She got the job. Remember? Yep. Okay. He's going to call Mrs. Doritz. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So after this, they drive up, you know, and Jack has a look on his face like, I'm tired of you guys because, like, you know, she's like, I'm hungry. And he goes, you should have ate your breakfast. And, you know, and he's like, what's a cannibalism? She just, you know, he just asked that, and he goes, "Well, the Donner Party," and he explains that. Well, yes, about the Donner Party. He said he knew what cannibalism was from television. Yeah, because yeah. it was on see, TV. That, and he's like, "It's and he okay." Goes, television. And it was on TV. But he gives a look to his wife, and he goes, "See, it's because it's on TV." Meaning, did Jack think that she taught him about that? Now, further, yeah, okay, letting him watch too much TV and and yeah. and sh- and horror movies. Remember, yeah, the horror okay. So then, you will notice. That when Scatman is showing him around, they go into the freezer, and also uh, in the very beginning too, when you see him in the kitchen, there is Kool Aid on top of the refrigerator. And Tang. And Tang. Okay. No, 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 just Kool Aid. But then later on, when Scatman's showing him around, the Tang is gone, and it's replaced by Kool Aid. When you see it through his perspective, and then when it flips back, the Kool Aid is replaced by Tang. Kool Aid is red, by the way. Yes, it is. Yeah. Not only that, the freezer door does well, not have that long handle coming out. It doesn't have a handle at all. Well, all, no, that was the pantry door. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. The freezer. Okay. The pan- yeah, the pantry is the one she locks him in where, he, where it has the push button. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, they walk in there and it's not there. Because remember, he's pointing out the ice cream yeah, and everything else. Okay. That is not there. Also, there is a safety lock that is there and then it's not there later. Also, there is a fucking light switch that's there and not there. Now, riddle me this. Do you know how hard it would be to take that up, put it back down, take that up, put it back down? That was not a continuity error. They did it on purpose. Really? They had to have. Stanley Kubrick does not make mistakes. Again, with the mistake, the the missing cord from the TV. Right. She is watching a blank TV, but she's actually seeing what she wants to see. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, another thing. It is established that she does have the shining. And remember, she's wearing red again. Now, the whole scene with the typewriter, right? Okay, that's when the typewriter changes colors. That's when the... the, uh, um, the chair flips around like it's gone and then it's there. Also, she rocks over a bare rug carpet, but it's not there when you see Jack's perspective. Also, Jack, after you know he yells at her about going in the room, he has a look when she leaves like, what just happened? Meaning he's confused at her behavior. Oh. Not the other way around. Right. Okay, further evidence, all right, of this. Okay. The ghost can't hurt you. Yeah. When Danny is playing there with his trucks and the ball rolls up, he goes, hey, mom, mom. Now, he doesn't say, hey, mom. He goes, mom, mom. Right. And the door is open with a red key. Yeah. And then he comes down minutes later, sucking on his thumb with his throat ripped, and he's injured like someone was choking him. Yeah. So it wasn't Tub Girl. You're saying it was Wendy that did that. 
Oh, ooh, this also is good. this. Every time that Jack and Danny are in a room, everything is the same. Every time she in- enters a room, everything changes. And I'm talking to the chandeliers, to missing items on the shelf, meaning, and this especially happens when she's not in the scene, meaning everything's in her fucking head. She's the one that's crazy. Okay. She's the one that kills Jack. She throws him in the freezer and then carries him outside a lot earlier. Be- or does he throw him in the freezer because how the fuck would he get out? Here's another thing. At the end of the movie, when he's sitting there covered in snow, yeah, that's not one night of snowfall. No, he's been out there for he's, he's all the way up to his shoulders. Right, right. Is it meant to be the next day or is it meant to be like being the It's supposed to be season? the next morning. Oh. So... I just figured because it was like a blizzard thing, like you're gonna get hella snow, and not he in probably maze. fell to his not knees. Not in a maze, not in a maze, dude. Okay, dude. I don't know. I'm not from anywhere where that's ever had snow, <laughs> so I don't know. So there's other things. The color red. The the whole thing with the bears. Um, also, she's the only one who goes downstairs and sees the skeletons and the guy with bleeding. And he goes, "Great party, huh?" And he yeah, cheers. Yeah. All that shit only she sees. The only thing that she or Jack sees that 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 Jack sees that she doesn't is the whole bar scene. Right. But remember when she walks in, there's nobody there and he's like, "What do you want?" Yeah. Meaning she might have missed it. She no, meaning it's all in her head. I bet you he's down there drinking. Oh, I bet you he's in the room doing this. Oh, I bet you he's doing oh. that. Oh. Yeah. So she's schizophrenic. Yeah. And she's got cabin fever and her imagination is going so crazy because there's looks on his face where if you were to take the scene with Danny and Jack one-on-one, that looks like a very beaten down husband who doesn't know what to do with his so family. What Jack said, right, right. So what Jack said to, um, to the bartender is true then that she'll never fucking let me live it down. She brings it up all the fucking, or yeah. So right. It's, it was like three years ago, and she's never yeah, fucking stopped talking an about it. And he hasn't drank in since. Yeah. Maybe he's confessing his sins to the bar like, she'll never let me down. Like, fuck that. Meaning he was right. Exactly. Because oh, yeah, like, earlier she says he hasn't drank in five months, but then at the bar scene, it's been like three years. Here goes the other thing. So she might have been thinking he was still S- drinking the whole time. Not only time, that, maybe. Scatman may not exist. You were talking Dick about Halloran don't exist. Remember, Jack never makes no. actually like a lot of conversation. He could be just talking to her but or he the was kid. Introduced via the uh, via the the manager. It yeah. still could be. Here's yeah. what here's what I mean. When Wendy calls the sheriffs, right? Right. It's a different scene than when Jack uh, destroys the shit. Because when Wendy goes in there, right. Or sorry, when Jack goes, and when one of them go in there, the nameplate of the manager is missing, and then it, then it reappears. Also, too, the um, the lighting's way different. The light, like the lights are in different positions. There is no light switch, and it's dark in that one. So when Jack beats that up, it's like it's a continuity error. And also, too, the snowcat is colored red. It's destroyed by Wendy because Wendy just harpens upon it. Right? She also grabs the knife that's above Danny's head. That's in the original shot with Scatman. Okay. Scatman is murdered, right? But Scatman could be murdered by Wendy because Jack's already dead at this point. And he's the only one that knows if he does in fact exist. Uh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Kill the last witness kind of thing. Right. You know, so Scatman, like, also in the really, really long version, he calls up and he goes, I don't think the family is continent to be there. 
I think they're they're incapable of being there, so I'm going to go over and go ahead and take over. Yeah. He says that on the phone, and then he books that Continental flight. By the way, right. did, didn't you see that airplane? You're like, fuck, that's Coach. <laughs> it's fucking like a lounge, little lamp smoking, all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah. And he's got the, yeah, so. The leg room. <laughs> the leg room. Now let's go to the masturbation theory. I'm going to just cover this real quick. It's because <laughs> the bear. Said that a lot. <laughs> the, bear, the bear represents Jack every time. Danny is molested, hurt, or anything else, or has his pants off. There's a bear, and that's Jack's a child molester, and a lot of oh man, that is like the weakest theory. Yeah, so I think that it all being in her head, and she's actually the murderer. By the way, is more Stephen Kingish than it being a haunted house. The reason I I don't know. I feel like that's more of like an M Night Shyamalan sort of thing. But hold on, here goes the Minotaur theory. Why does Wendy want to kill Jack or think this? There's a scene, okay, Jack has that hair that makes it look like horns. He also welds an ax, which Minotaurs do, and there's also a maze where he looks over his victims and then chases them within that, yeah. the Minotaur. Now, in the mythology, the Minotaur always gets lost in the maze, so once you escape the maze, he can't chase you. But once you're there, you're in his realm. So she actually thinks that he's a monster, and he's like, the whole thing about him watching over, that's all in her mind and shit. Oh, okay. So she thinks he's, she's actually killing, like, the devil, as we said before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's just crazy. But she's just crazy. Right. So, God, we went deep on this. Okay. Everyone so. knows it's Wendy. So. <laughs> yeah. How say you guys? What What do you think? Uh, let's go round robin zombies. What do you think? Uh, as far as that theory? No, as far as everything I just said, like what actually do you think is cohesive? What makes sense? What doesn't make sense? The Wendy theory has its points, but um, I don't think it's where Kubrick intended, and I don't think it's you know what we're supposed to take away from now, it. Now, Kubrick doesn't play fuck around with his messaging. He just obfuscates it. Yes. He's not going to confirm or deny anything. It's so you're going with haunted house. I'm I'm or reincarnated more. like dead. I I'm going with slow descent into madness mixed with a little eldritch horror elements of just there's something wrong with this place. So you're saying it's like um, Lovecraftian cabin fever. Do you think yeah. everyone's crazy or just Jack? Uh, I think everyone's crazy because you got supernatural also crazy because. Um, she has the shining because she's seeing, you know, the bear, the skeletons and stuff like that. He's, but only at the very end, only yeah. At the very end. Or right. also maybe she's seeing stuff and doesn't realize that it's spooky, like the TV. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I think they all have the shining. I think that's why maybe he's so powerful, why Danny's so powerful is because he has two parents that have it a little bit. Oh, that makes sense. And that's why Jack is able to talk to the ghosts and not realize that they're not there. Dude, yeah. That, yeah. that's another theory no one even talked about. That makes sense that they're both psychic, so their kid is super psychic, yeah. and that makes them all nuts. Another thing that might work, it, it, I need help with this one, is I noticed I, I am not the king of fashion here. I am doing this in basketball shorts and a Philadelphia Eagles t-shirt. So <laughs> um, I'm wearing a Magic the Gathering t-shirt, okay? I can't, I'm way nerdier than you are at this point. Fair. Yeah, I um, think I win this one. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking at... You are, were all black because you know Bray Wyatt died, so it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in memoriam. So something I noticed, and maybe it's a product of the 70s, there are certain characters. There is the head of the... Uh, head of the hotel Jack and Dick Halloran all wear ties 
that aren't like your normal like silk tie. <gasps> oh my god! They're textured. Dude, Jack's tie, Jack's green tie in the interview is a copy of the hedge maze. I didn't know. I didn't mention that. Uh, okay, I knew there was something about it because that the ties look weird. They're textured. They look like crocheted almost. Yeah, another. Oh, okay. but it's okay. only those three characters. And there's only one carpet that you see. That's uh, is does Halloran have the blue tie or is that Scatman? Halloran, Scatman, same guy. Um, yeah. Oh no, no, I meant the manager. Fuck Managers it. has a red tie. Yeah. So uh, each of their ties are. I, I wrote that down and forgot to even mention. It. Each of their ties um, are referred to a different room. The blue tie is actually their their master suite. Their uh, uh, there's a blue. It's the only place where there's a blue carpet. And then the red carpet, obviously, throughout the house. Right. And then the green tie is only outside. So that's, again, the Minotaur Theory thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt Interesting. you. No. Okay. Just, that's something I noticed that stuck out to me. And I'm like, that's weird. Why are they wearing, like, crocheted ties? And I'm like, okay, it's alluding to something because it's three main characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That was something else that stuck out to me. But overall, I'm going to give it to it's a slow descent into madness with some spooky elements scattered amongst how about okay. you? How about you, Antonius? What do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm kind of right there. Yeah, like the the whole like I don't know. I guess like possessed house or haunted house sort of thing that's making them go. So, crazy. do you think the house is living? Like 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 it's changing its shape and everything else? Or uh, I don't know about that because I don't. Know, I guess because I didn't really pay attention to like. I know all y'all are gonna. I know sort of thing. everyone in this room is going to rewatch this movie Probably, this week. Probably, yeah. Because I, I just rewatched it, but I'm gonna rewatch it, it again. again. You have to, yeah. But yeah, like definitely like possessed house that's making them go crazy. I did kind of feel like Jack is definitely the main crazy, but Wendy was also going crazy about halfway through, sort of thing. Yeah, and I just felt bad for Danny. Okay, so. I originally came in kind of with both of you a little bit. I thought that the house was haunted. Danny was the antenna of the energy, and it kind of wore off on Jack, and Jack kind of went a little mad, but I thought the ghosts were real. Now looking back at all the evidence, re-watching this movie, diving deep for four fucking hours. Well, to be fair, it was three and a half, but but still, that was three and a half total because <laughs> I had to take little breaks and stuff. I had to take poopies and eat some foods. And I'm telling you, the Wendy theory makes more sense. Akron's razor, dude. Occam's razor. Well, I'm not playing fucking more Batman. More of a Gillette guy, personally. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. It's not Dan Aykroyd's razor. That's a woke company. I, I use Jeremy's razors. So uh, I, I think the Wendy theory... Because before they even go into the house, things are apparent that shit is wrong. Disappearing items, changing of backgrounds, changing of all this stuff. There's way too much to be continuity errors because, I mean, they redid the fucking chandeliers for Christ's sake. You know how hard that would be on a set to go, cut, change the chandeliers, cut. They changed the chandeliers? Yes. Yeah. Dude, all the lighting is changed when Wendy is not there, meaning that's her imagination. So that's the theory is that whenever you see Jack or Danny alone, it's all her imagination. That's the theory is the Wendy theory. And then yeah. she, she goes nuts and thinks Jack's Satan and like a demon and a minotaur and everything else. And, and that's why she kills him and throws him out in the snow. It has your, it has some points to it. It has a it lot does. of it points. It does, yeah. yeah. So we, okay, here's the thing right now. We could rewatch 
Or we could review this. The plan was to review this movie now after all these theories. Do you want to take a rain check on it, rewatch it, and then come with a full review? It's up to you guys. That might not be a half bad idea. Actually. I'd be fucking down for that, especially yeah. with all of this. Rewatch new it again, new perspective. Yeah, and I just, mean that's something we tell our listeners to do. We so should. Actually we should do, really be doing it too, especially that we just did two fucking hours on The Shining. Yeah, you're shitting me. We're two hours. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's like an hour and a half, but you know, we had some poopies and some. Poop. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, it's it's like a, we went longer than the runtime. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. So we should come back. So I'm going to name this episode 237. Nice. And okay. yeah, room 237. And then uh, it's obviously not about the documentary. And then we'll come back and we'll do The Shining proper after we do Batman. Or do you want to do this? Or do you want to do this? We'll do this next. We'll do this next. And then we don't want to leave them hanging for too long. Okay. So I'll flip around the episode numbers so that way they line up. Um, okay. Cool. One, one more thing, then, if 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 we're gonna take some time away from this, yeah, I got one more thing to throw well, out. Well, we there. do have. If we're not gonna do the other movie, we have After Dark to uh, do, so that's cool. Okay. Our new show. Hey, our new now. show. Are you ready? On a one, on a two, and a three. After Dark. All right. That was a one nine hundred number call. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> anyway, welcome so, to the party line. <laughs> one more thing we need to look at is mental illness in this, because. Something about the way Danny doesn't look people in the eye when he talks to him. You're Very right. deadpan, doesn't show his emotion. Also, I think he Danny lines his cars up in rows and stuff. It that's, makes. I mean, that's something actually kids do. Right? Did yeah, you but, did you also notice that he's wearing a shirt, a jersey that says number forty two? Also, the number forty two is synonymous in this movie. For instance, there's forty two cars parked in the in the parking lot when they do the overhead shot. Yeah, and there's also there's so many for, number forty twos like throughout this. Was this and, before or after Hitchhikers came out? This uh, is well, this is nineteen eighty. The book was yeah. nineteen seventy eight. I think a little earlier than that. Actually, you think? yeah, well, the movie was the one that has the forty two in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, book yeah. didn't have. Dude, Stephen King gets paid by the word. He writes five hundred page books, and I swear to God, that guy just like writes whatever. He never edits. They always say, uh, right. Just like us. Well, no, because <laughs> we actually do what good writers do. Like Poe, we perf- we record drunk and edit sober. Wait, we edit? What I mean is, <laughs> I, I take notes. Yeah. I take notes drunk and do this sober. Or at least sober as you're yeah, going to see. Okay, me. okay. Hey, man, I'm only three beers in, okay? <laughs> Okay, four, <laughs> but still. I am three 10% beers in. Okay, I am fine right now. <laughs> All right, so coming up next is going to be episode 90, The Shining. Um, This was a lot of fun. This was definitely a lot of fun. Fucking yeah, fun. cool. All right, guys, from all of us tonight, party member to be kind, rewind. Uh, and uh, don't forget to check us out on patreon.com slash knifepartypod for only $1 you can join the party uh, go ahead and send us emails while I'll answer them on the new show Knife Party After Dark After Dark After Dark and that's at the $1 level member for only $1 you can join the party dude it, I guarantee $1 you're not even going to miss and for all our freebie listeners we're going to still come at you. You're still going to get your great content, but you're only going to get half fit because, dude, we've already done like 100 episodes for free. You could back listen to them all. Eventually, give us a dollar and you get double. 
So there you go. Um, and of course, that's just where it starts. And uh, I think that's all in. I got to do another shout out to Nick Neo. I love that man, even though he's got the personality of like milk toast. But we're going to work on that. <laughs> we're going to work on that. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> you got to meet him. Well, maybe he was just gun shy on the uh, the little inner tubes there. In there. <laughs> so um, and anything else from you guys? Anything to promote? No, no. Uh, donate to the families on Maui. Yeah. There you go. Dot to the Red Cross, though. Yeah, no, not no federal the, organizations. Yes. No feds, yeah. Go straight donate to GoFundMe. Donate yes. to the families. The families on Maui. For every dollar you give to the Red Cross, those families see about 0.3 cents. So if they see it. If they see it at all. So yeah, go to the GoFundMe's. Terrible tragedy. Um, if you're on the island and it's on fire, that's just like a fucking horror movie in itself, right? Yep. I mean, that really could seen. be a movie. Yeah. It shouldn't be. It was awful. It is awful. All right. So uh, be kind, rewind. And with that, I think I have to return some videotapes. Good night, everybody. Love you.